podcast made by, for, and about the Oscars. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alexander. Oh, hello. Welcome back to Fans on the Run. I'm Ethan Alexanian. This is one of the Beatles podcasts. See, I was able to pull that one out of storage because of this little hiatus. It's I can reuse my old jokes now and have it not feel stale because <laughs> I'm not sure any of you will remember that I've used that before. All six of you. Um... Jesus, these senile ramblings are turning more and more vitriolic against my own audience. Maybe I shouldn't bite the hand that feeds me. But, I digress. We we have a great guest for you, for you guys today. It's, you know, good guest. Our guest today runs the Cynthia Lennon Daily Instagram page, and she is the host of the She Loves You podcast. Please give a big F-O-T-R welcome to Natalia Cardenas. Welcome to Fans on the Run. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> You've already gotten the full fans on the run experience. I know, I know. I'm I'm so freaking honored. You have no idea. I've been wanting to be on the show, so this is great. <laughs> well, you're here. You're I know, here. I know, I know. This is and this is you know you're the you're kind of the first. You're, it's an honor for you too because this is kind of I guess my first like interview or I guess talk with someone else um, exactly you know, I am honored that oh yeah that you yeah. chose fans on the run as your debut oh yeah yeah this is great I love it <laughs> so how are you doing I'm doing good I mean COVID and the pandemic has definitely uh done a lot with my uh mental health and all that but I'm surviving and I'm fully vaccinated now, which is, like, something I can definitely say, like, thank God, because, you know, it's a start. It's something, you know, we're not yeah. there yet, but it's something. So that's been good. Um, but otherwise, you know, just surviving and getting on and, you know, that. but that's it. Pretty, pretty good. See, though, you're making like, me extremely jealous because how old are you? <laughs> I'm 22. You're 22. You're fully vaccinated. I, I love you. I love you. I hate you right now. <laughs> Yeah, in Canada or in Ontario, the rollout yeah. has been so slow. I only got my first one like a week ago, oh. and I'm not getting my second one until August. Really? I don't know why there's a four month wait in between. Whoa, that's. I know, like, there's like a 21 day period, at least here, but like four months. Whoa, that's. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just because our, our provincial governments really shit the bed there. Oh, and okay. they have no idea what they're doing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I wondered how it would be, like, in different, um, I guess, like, countries and, like, states and that. Because that, I feel like it's different everywhere. But that's 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 really weird. Four months. Wow. That, I feel like that's yeah. just long for no freaking reason. Like, why, why the four months? <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> but at least I got one of them. Yeah, you know what? One is better than nothing because I know uh, like, the microchip settled in quite nicely. Right, you know the government's finally lo yeah. watching us. We're good. We're I good. only had a slight <laughs> urge to buy the Microsoft Surface. <laughs> yeah, I I almost did. I will confess. <laughs> there you go. So you know what? I think I'm going to hit you with a question. Okay, go ahead. Besides the Beatles, right now, what other music are you listening to? 
Oh my gosh. Um, actually, I'm Latina, if it wasn't obvious enough by the name already, but I actually listen to a lot of like Latino music as well. Um, there's this sort of uh, swing Colombian band and they play kind of like old, it sounds very like twenties in a way, okay. but Colombian inspired as well because they're from Colombia. So they add a lot of like Latin rhythms and it's kind of like French as well. Cause they like, they were in France for a bit. So it's this kind of weird mix of music and they're, they're wonderful. They're called Monsieur Pierni. They're wonderful. So I really recommend people listen to them. Oh, I'll have to go check them out. Uh, yeah, they're wonderful. Um, but, you know, I'm wearing a Zeppelin shirt, and I would be, like, horrible if I didn't mention Zeppelin at least once in the podcast. But um, I listen to them all the time. You know, the Kinks, I will say. I think the Kinks oh, right now are kind God, of... Oh, my God, the Kinks. Yeah, they're at my the top of my sort of, like, listening to now, you know, list. They're just wonderful. And it's great because, like, I think we all sort of know all their songs, but it's kind of great to discover everything that they've done because it's it's so yeah. good because so we all know we all know you really got me we all know yeah, yeah. all day and all of night we all know lola yeah definitely. it's just there are like hundreds at least of three albums of theirs that are like 10 out of 10 masterpieces oh yeah no i i mean like and it, that's even forgetting like their 60s catalog you've got like 70s catalog and you've got like i mean even in the 80s they were doing pretty good stuff yeah. so it's like they're just one of those bands that I, i've always said that they're like the most underrated band of all time because criminally people, underrated people know them but they don't know them and that's like the thing but so good so for me kinks have been right now in my ear at all times <laughs> what's your favorite kink song Oh God! Uh, you know you're gonna. I know you're gonna ask me about my favorite Beatles song too, and that's gonna be like a what? No! I How did you guess? I, I don't know. I just happened to listen a lot, but oh man, so it's not Kinks, like I ask the same questions every fucking yeah, right. episode. No, it's, it's well, I guess with the Kinks, I have so many, but I guess you can give like a top three or four okay. or five i really love picture book picture book is one of those songs that i will always just love and it's always gonna be in my heart um but i, I think oh my god so cliche but like waterloo sunset is definitely up there um i have a bias towards that song because i live in a town called waterloo oh great so you can like you can claim it you can be like yeah i can look out my window and it's like oh look there's a waterloo sunset yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I'll say at least right now, Picture Book has been playing a lot. So I'll say Picture Book for now, but that's not, I think, ultimately the favorite of all time. See, you mentioned the kinks, and this gives me an excuse to tell a story, if you'll bear yeah. in mind, about <laughs> getting a copy of the, the Village Green Preservation Society album off an online auction site. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that I severely miscalculated where the item was. Oh I, I I just saw, oh, that's like a 1970s pressing of the record. I want it. I want it now, now, now. And so I ended up, you know, bidding, bidding, bidding. I won. I looked at the town name, just kind of glanced over. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, St. Jacob's. That's like where I yeah. live. And then I looked the next day because my mom was going to drive me. And yeah, she's like, yeah. so where is it? And I'm like, oh, let me go check. I severely miscalculated. <laughs> it was like an hour and a half away. And she's like, oh my god, you idiot. You're not going to drive you an hour and a half away. Just no, she did. Oh, she, she did? Okay, she good. She did. Yeah. 
my mom would have been like, yeah, we're going home. This is not, <laughs> but, but like, you know what? The things we do for good music, right? Like the yeah, thing I wasn't going to be able to get my money back. So, right, right. That's, it was a nice drive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man. But no, I get that. I I'll do, I'll do, well, I won't do anything for music, but I'll, I'll, I will drive far. I will, you know, like there's things I'll do for it. <laughs> So, so whereabouts in, in the United States of America are you? California. So Southern California. I live in Irvine, which is a really okay. like suburban city. There used to be a lot of orange trees because it was like a lot of farm country, but now it's very suburban and, you know. I'll go Irvine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's very small. You know, it's weird because I don't even like to call it a small town because I feel like when people say, oh, it's a small town, they just think yeah. like, oh, it's just farms, but it's it's like a modern small town if that makes sense it's very closed off and i I think they call us the safest city in america which is i don't know if that's a compliment or i mean it could just be good you know you don't got robberies but boring most of the time but take what you can get yeah yeah exactly but but it's good because i still live like 20 minutes from the beach and you know i can do the normal california things so yeah it's it's good Are, are you one for going to record stores Oh, a lot. Yeah. Um, what, what's the situation like uh, now with, with COVID? Well, so in Irvine, there's not a lot, as you would imagine, but I'd have to go. There's like, I go to, there's a place called um, Old Town Orange, which is kind of just like 15 minutes away from me. And that's kind of the, it's the vintage city, I like to call it, because there's record stores, there's antique shops, and that's mainly where I get a lot of my records. I found like a, I found like a rumors first pressing there for like oh. 40, yeah for like four dollars and i was four dollars forty dollars sorry 40. I, I, 40 which is not bad i mean I, yeah. I got it and it's in great condition it sounds wonderful but i usually go there but i mean in terms of like covid um like the the one i go to it's only open like three days so the weekend because they're like we want to just make sure like it's really safe um but I mean, that's where I go a lot. And and also like in those antique shops, you just go through the bins and there's like such goodies that you're like, oh my God, like I cannot believe this is like in here, you know? So I, I go there. So it's pretty open now, at least in California, but you know, other states very different, but you know. In, in Ontario, it's been varying stages of openness mm-hmm. since yeah. like last June. So uh, everything was open in June. Yeah. Like all the stores were open. I was so happy. I went to, you know, all the record stores, you know, yeah. even drove into Toronto to go to all the record stores there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then everything closed again in December, and then it reopened in February, and now it's closed again. But my my local antique store, like two minutes from my house, mm-hmm. oh my god, there is so much good stuff. Yeah, I know, and it's that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you find goodies, like, where you're just like... Did, are they really selling this like they're gonna give this away like it's it's insane it's insane i found like so many things and i'm so grateful that i didn't just limit myself to the actual record store like i went to the actual shops and like looked you know but yeah for sure <laughs> um because i've i've found some really cool stuff there like yeah. uh british pressings of the Yardbirds albums oh like gosh. a bunch Ooh. of beetle imports yeah yeah that's insane oh man 
that, that's lucky that's lucky i have yet to find like a british import yet but that's that's very lucky yeah i went to another record store that's kind of like 30 minutes from me and um it's not really a big place it's actually rather small <laughs> but i found this really cool um hard days night like um record obviously but it was the um peruvian release so it was the like peruvian. the peruvian and I'm Peruvian. So for me, that was really interesting because I was like, oh my gosh, like it's, you know, this is what they would have released in Peru. This is the cover, right? And it was, it was really interesting because it was like Los Beatles and it was, you know, it's just hilarious, you know, because I'm thinking of like, oh, you know, my family was there. What did they think of the Beatles? You know, like that's just, that was really cool to me. Well, it's one of my, one of my big passions is like trying to collect Beatle records from all over the world. Right. So looking at those pressings from like Peru and Brazil, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Los Beatles and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like a, a long complicated Portuguese title that I would <laughs> right, not even right. be able to pronounce ever. Right, right. I know. It's hilarious. And it's also, I don't know, like, it's just interesting because they didn't really like play there, right? Like in, no. in Peru or any of that. So it's, it's interesting to see how the Peruvian fans would have gotten all this like, you know, Beatle info and all that because they didn't play there, you know, which is a crime. But um, yeah, it, well, it, on, I, on I, that subject, this is a, a kind of a sh shameless self plug. Yeah. Um, not not quite Peru, but Brazil, yeah. Venezuela. I, I had a guest on not too long ago named Lizzie Bravo, yeah, and she yeah, talked yeah. a lot about uh you know, Beatle fans in, in those areas in the 60s and, you know, how they fell in love. I know. It, it is fascinating. I, I like, my aunt, um, I think, from what I remember, she was a big Beatles fan because I think she was, like, in her early, like, 20s at the time, like, in the 60s. So she was, she was the youngest of my grandmother's sisters. So, like, she was a real big Beatles fan and, like, a huge Stones fan. And, like, she would be like, oh, Ringo was my favorite, you know? And it, it's just fascinating because, like, I don't, she's so sweet but at the same time it's weird to think of her going crazy over like the beat i don't know because it's it's just so random you know but it's hilarious it's so funny so so funny so i'll ask you another question mm -hmm. this this is the the kind of normal starting point for the show yeah yeah where how did you first discover the beatles okay I, I love telling this story because it's like really random and great but um, okay. um so you have I my interest peak yeah I grew up listening to them. I mean, that's all my dad would play in the car, you know, typical dad rock, you know, you put the Beatles one and it's all the hits. Um, so like, She Loves You and I Want to Hold Your Hand were two songs I always knew, right? Mm -hmm. But, and that's kind of the thing, you know the Beatles as a kid, but you don't really like, you don't get obsessed, right? Until you do get obsessed. Um, so it was in the eighth grade. And I remember this like perfectly, it was the eighth grade. I was an eighth grader, so I was like 12 or something. And the Beatles rock band, I think, had just come out, like, the, the game, right? Like, it had just come out, and the commercials were everywhere, and it was... Meet like, the Beatles, rock yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, great. And, I, and I'm, I'm watching TV after school, you know, like, eating my Lunchables, you know, like a kid would. And I was like, oh, it's those Beatle guys that Dad would always play. Like, okay, cool. And I would hear, like, all the songs that were on the, the one album or whatever, and... Then all of a sudden I heard I'm the walrus for like the first time, like just the first ever time in my life. And I was like, wait, what, what is this? This is, this does not sound like the happy go lucky Beatles that I know, you know, like, yeah. this is so weird. And I heard like strings and it was on the commercial and then I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Cause I was amazed. Even as like a little eighth grader, I just freaked out over that song for some reason. It was that particular song that like made me just want to go, okay, I have to know everything. Like I have to listen to all everything now, you know? Cause I think I know the Beatles, but I don't know the Beatles. And then from then on, it was listen to every album, read every biography, watch every documentary, every movie. I mean, like it became, it is an obsession to this day. And I have, I guess, Beatles rock band to thank for that. And also I'm the walrus, you know, thank you, John Lennon. Thank you for that. <laughs> did, did you end up getting Beatles rock band? We did. That was the funny part. I said, oh, okay, let's go get it, right? Because my brother, he plays guitar. So he loved like guitar here and all that shit and rock band. And, you know, that, that, that's what it was in like the 2000s. And um, we ended up getting it. And then I finally played the song and I was like so amazed. And it was the funniest thing because I never thought I was going to like love them as much as I do now, you know, like in a, in a way I was like, oh yeah, you know, dad played it and it's good. sounds good, but it's not anything I'd be interested. Cause up until that point, I would only listen to top 40 radio and just, you know, really bad. I mean, I don't like to bash anyone's music taste, but you know, just, I wasn't yeah. as musically knowledge as I am now, but yes, we ended up playing the game all day, every week, every day. I mean, like it became bad. It became bad. <laughs> but what was your favorite song to play besides I Am The Walrus oh, on the uh, Beatles rock band? Back in the USSR was so much fun. I loved that. Just because, I mean, it's such a great song in general and being able to like get like a master score, you know, on rock band being like, yeah, I did it, you know, <laughs> even though you're not actually playing an instrument, but. Um, like George that, like, bada, 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 bada. Yeah. But you're yeah. just like hitting like the, yeah, the red the button. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh my God, I'm doing this. And then this. the game's like winner and then you're like scores going up and it's like yeah. i'm doing something i'm uh, doing you, it you instantly think you're like a musician you're like oh my god i could so do this in real life too i'm gonna pick up a guitar and then you realize oh wait you actually my friend guitar. and i started a band over beatles rock band we never played we just played beatles rock band and we thought we were the beatles and we always argued over which one would be paul and which one would be ringo yeah no i we did the same at my house. I was like, oh, well, I'm definitely John, right? Like, it makes so much sense that I'm John. But... Although I was a lot, it was, it was a little mean-spirited with me and my friend. It's like, well, no, you, Ben, you're Ringo because you have a bigger nose. <laughs> yeah, we said that to my, um, to my stepdad because he has a big nose too. So we were like, you're totally Ringo. I mean, it makes sense, you know? Oh, man. But yeah, no, rock band you know i have beatles rock band to thank for that and tv commercials so you know without that i would not have been a beatles fan i guess that's you know weird to say but yeah <laughs> so so apart from that that beatles one cd that played in your car throughout yeah. your childhood what was the first beatle album that you remember owning yourself oh hmm. that was please please me because i was like okay where do i start right you know i researched and that was the first um although i don't know if you count like beatles and hamburg bootleg as ah, the first. but the you first. know yeah it's not the first but no yeah please please me was definitely the first um thing i like downloaded on my ipod and everything and i was i was so into it and it was it was kind of what i expected them to sound i'm like oh it's the happy go lucky you know not that that music isn't wonderful because it is wonderful and they're wonderful and brilliant covers but um 
yeah, it was kind of more of what I thought they would sound like. And I was like, oh, but it's still good. It's still really... So wait, you said you downloaded it to your iPod. Mm-hmm. Okay, this just... I'm building a theory now of, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Beatle fandom over the last 15 years. And yeah. I you can break it up into three eras. It's yeah. There's, there's pre-iTunes, mm-hmm. and then there's that period of, like, post-iTunes, pre-Spotify. Oh, and yeah. then there's Spotify onwards. Because yeah, before then, but, yeah. you, you, you know, actually had to buy the music. Right, right. You know, unless you're me, and you do the illegal thing, and just, you know... Yes. Download everything, but that's you know because I didn't have money, and unfortunately I was. Oh, like, I don't blame you. That was how yeah. I first got all the Beatles stuff. My yeah. dad, oh, yeah. uh, uh, God rest his soul, gave me a thumb drive <laughs> with the complete illegal rip you, of the two thousand. Did 2000- you have that? Because I had that too. The oh my god! Illegal rip of the two thousand nine CD box set, but and for some reason on that thumb drive was also like. The Beatles EP collection. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Wait, did I you had, have that too? Same thing. We had. I had. Listen, my stepdad. He would have every Beatles album, every like EP, every one. I mean, like he had everything on a flash drive. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> oh, that's kind of freaky. <laughs> it's the exact. You. And there was like a little folder of pictures in there because I was. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like like one of those weird kids. Like I didn't use like my ipod like if i was in the car on a like a trip i would have like my full-on laptop out to listen to music and so i'd be listening to the music and like looking at the pictures and it's like oh wow this is them in 1967 (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah. listening to like owl piggies or something right right yeah no we're, I'm telling you, we're living this. We're all living the same lives as Beatle fans. Like, so far, this is turning out to be one of the most relatable episodes of Fans oh, on the Run I've recorded yet. We've all. I mean, you know, I will say though, I think like younger fans that are kind of, you know, like 14 and so on yeah. now, it's a little different because they can just log on wherever and they'll have a Beatles song, right? But, yeah. but, uh, but uh, we say, had to. We had to go and yeah, find it. We had to buy yeah. it. Or have, have to, someone download it for yeah, us exactly. and put it on a thumb drive. We had to work to get Beatles songs, you know. But no, I mean, I love the younger fans too. But but it is hilarious because I'm telling you, we're all living the same lives as that kind of grew up in this era of not accessible yet, but sort of getting there. <laughs> the The completely ironic, you know, undertone of this whole conversation so far is we're talking about the, the kids these days don't know. <laughs> And like, like four out of the five of the last interviews I've recorded were like people like, oh yeah, uh, I first heard about the Beatles when uh, I heard they were going to be on the Ed Sullivan show, and so we tuned in on Sunday night and saw them. It's that's but no, we're the we're the the true elders here. I know, I know, right? Like we weren't even alive when you know most of them were played, but you know, I wasn't even alive when George was alive. You know, yeah, I I was, but I was a baby. Yeah, I was like didn't even didn't even know what a beetle was then. <laughs> Although the thing is, I was born nine months after George died. Oh, so, really? or around nine months, twenty second yeah, of yeah. August. Oh wow! I could be George. Yeah. Of course, I mean, if I was George, this would be a very narcissistic move. Starting a show about myself. 
<laughs> yeah, he would. He wouldn't do that. He'd be like, "Why would you want to know about me? Yeah. I'm just storage, you know." Yeah, you were just a band. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just go in my garden all day, and you know, I just, I pray. That's all I do. <laughs> so another thing that we have in common is we both have Beatle podcasts. Yes. How did yours come into existence? Well, or actually, which came yeah. first? The, the Cynthia Lennon page or the pod? Definitely the Cynthia page. That was the first thing that like really started for me. When when uh, did you start that? I have been doing it now for I think like four years. It's oh, been wow. like, yeah, it's been four years. Um, and it's been an amazing experience. Like I can't even tell you, I've connected with a lot of Beatle fans in like such a, such a genuine, honest way. And I think that's the best thing about running a page for such an incredible human being that she was. Um, but yeah, that was the first for me. It was running that page. And then as I kind of, because I, I you know, I, I did a lot of, re you know, like as Beatle fans, we know a lot about the history and I did a lot of research on just like these incredible women that they were with and are associated with them. And I was like, you know, there's, there's a lot of Beatle podcasts out there and they're all wonderful. And I listened to so many and I, I'm not going to give shout outs because it would take like too long, but oh, you can give uh, shout outs. We're, yeah, this like, is a generous show. All right. Well, yours and like, um, because of the Beatles podcast, I love them. And like the muses. Podcast. I, ac I actually spoke with, uh, with Erica two days ago oh, do, really? to do an interview. Oh yeah. They're, they're great. I adore their show and like everyone should listen. But, um, but like I said, there's just so many Beatle podcasts out there. And I was like, I want to just dedicate something to like the incredible women in their lives. I think that would be something that has, it's been discussed, but like not in full. And I, and I really wanted to just talk about like it, what they did. Yeah. Like in a rare instance in this oversaturated mm -hmm. market we're in, it's an angle that hadn't really been covered before. Right. Right. And, and like, that's the thing, right? Like we know the Beatles and we know their legacy and all that but we just don't know anything about the women that supported them and inspired them you know because it's when you like get down to it you realize like oh sh she is responsible for that song yeah. or like oh you know like she's the one that got george into meditation oh my gosh you and know, like the with these women if i'm not mistaken like only mm -hmm. two of them like the the girlfriends wives only two of them have autobiographies yeah i mean yeah, Cynthia, Patty, they do. Mm -hmm. um, Maureen, unfortunately, passed away, I think, before anything could happen. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's only two of them really do. Linda has a biography, but it was written by someone else. So it's kind of like, you know, not her word. But um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. Like, only two of them really do, which, yeah. is, which is criminal, but, you know. <laughs> Which means there's all these other, you know, fascinating, you know, people in Beatle history that have not really had their time in the historical sun sunshine. Oh, 100%. Like, the, I mean, it's it's like that's the thing about like why I think this podcast is important because it's like bringing to light these stories for the first time. And like, I, particularly, I guess, like in Cynthia's case, too, right? Like everybody knows John Well, I that's another thing right not a lot of even people even knew he was married before yoko because you know like yeah. diehard Beatle fans we do but a lot of people they just don't know they just don't know anything and it's you know like i went to liverpool right um uh, last summer and it is just so wonderful to see how much they honor her over there 
in terms of like her legacy and her life with John and it, it is great but it's I been wanted, a while since I've been there yeah. could you like what what kind of things do they do well like at the Beatles Story Museum you, you've probably been there obviously yeah. um they she narrates like part of the Casbah section which is wonderful because really? yeah because I don't know if you know but um John and her painted like the walls on the Casbah and there's like a little section in the audio interview that you do obviously that where she just like speaks about it and it's like See, it's really 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 do cool. you know what it is it's yeah. I made the mistake of because I don't like guided tours okay. I, I didn't have the headphones on oh no so I didn't it's... hear any of the narration I just wanted to see it myself it's so great it's wonderful because you, you get to hear because like I think um like jo Julia John's sister does most of the narration and it's like so great it's it's amazing it's amazing but um yeah like they'll do that for Cynthia and you know they'll do like the um I, I went on the magical mystery tour bus thing that's like really great um and they'll just kind of take you to like the Liverpool College of Art where they met and they'll say like you know this is Cynthia this is where John and Cynthia Lennon met this is where you know like they'll just talk about her a lot and I think that's that's wonderful to me because it's it's super important because you don't want to forget you know like that essential part of Beatles history because if you do then you're just you know yeah. you're not even talking about it so it, it's great in Liverpool what they do for her and um yeah yeah I just I loved it it was great <laughs> now th this is a question I, I don't know how much of it like you would say in, in your own episode when it gets to this particular individual um but you seem to have like a, a particular fondness for for Cynthia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about uh, one Yoko Ono? You know, I actually really respect her as an artist, uh, as a woman, because I think so many times, you know, like they try to make women drag each other down just because <laughs> you know we're women and we have to be petty. But I, I just want to say that's not the intention here. No, 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 oh, yeah. no! You're fine. You're fine because it's it's more like I I'm. It's tired. not like I'm like yes, let's have women no, tear no. down other women. Metal. No, yeah, you're fine. No, I, I I just think in society it tends to happen where you know like why do you gotta drag other women down to make it you know like it's sort of that. But I like I said I really respect her as an artist because I, if you actually really look at her art before she even met John, it is fascinating weird given in my opinion but it is fascinating and she was kind of a, a real big feminist at that time and I mean I think it, I like to see Yoko in that light I really like to see her kind of before she met John because it's, it's just it's fascinating to me um do I think there are things that she did that maybe are not the best yes I do think so and particularly that comes with Cynthia and Julian the things yeah. that she might have done aren't i i liked i still like to talk about it because it did happen and it's on record um but again i always say john loved both women at two points in his life and that's something that's you know like it's there um but yeah that, i mean i don't i don't hate anybody because i think that would be like ridiculous and pointless but i i respect her as someone that john loved and definitely as like an artist and a woman in a lot of ways i i feel like my my kind of perception of yoko has been, you know, swayed by the fact that, you know, my parents split up and my dad got together with someone else who didn't really like me and yeah. kind of, you know, drove a wedge in between. And especially after my dad died, like, she, you know, was really trying to 
pre- prevent us from like getting to our dad's stuff. And yeah. so I feel like I can empathize a lot with what Julian went through. Oh, and absolutely. so I feel like that's kind of tainted my perception of Yoko. Yeah, no. And like, that's like totally granted, you know, like, you know, I come from divorced parents too. So like, I, I get that. And it, it must, you know, like, I can't even imagine what it was like for him as a little, like, even as a little boy, right? Like just having your parents split up and, you, you know, your dad's who he is and just so big in that environment and like, I mean, it, it's just, it was tragic. It's just the way it happened. And I, I just feel for him because like, I think to this day, it still hits him very hard, I think in a lot of ways, because he and his mom were so close, you know, and it's, it could not have been easy in any sort of way. So I, I, I get that for sure. Um, Kind of also coming back to Cynthia because yeah. of the, the page. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you've been doing this for, for around four years. Yeah. What's what's the fa- or uh, what's your favorite thing that you've uh, learned about Cynthia in that time that you didn't know before? Oh man, um, you can say like two or three things. Or yeah, there's so many. I mean, I think um, I don't know. I think just the fact that she was so like there for John, like since the beginning, and was probably like his rock in everything because I've always said this and like people are like oh you're kind of right but I've always said that I think had Cynthia not been there right like had they not been married had they not had Julian I think John would have gone nuts I mean like I just I think about that like how it would have been without her and living that sort of like crazy rock star life it would have been crazy so I think for yeah so I think for me having her as that kind of like first love my rock in a lot of the ways as a person for me that's her unconditional love and support of him is my favorite thing but I think also how funny she was and I think that's what people don't like see she was such a funny person and just so smart you know like in so many ways and and I think like that's the thing right John John fell in love with her, right? So he wouldn't have fallen in love with her had it not been for her spunk and her funniness and like her sweetness. And I think that's that's just like little things you find out about her. Nothing in particular, but I think just the little things I find out about her is like just the best for me. And I think that's what I love most about her in general. Um, and also just the fact that she was there since the beginning and is probably one of the most important people in Beale history, you know, yet she's like not really talked about, but um yeah so for me that's kind of an accumulation of things that i loved and like found out over the years i'm gonna do something which i don't think i've ever done in the show's history because i don't like writing notes i i'm gonna i'm gonna play a little game of word association i'm gonna name an important you know beetle woman and you say the first thing that comes to mind okay it's fun okay i'm excited maureen (laughs) sarcastic Jane. Independent. Um, Astrid. Artsy. Cynthia. Loyal. Yoko. Unique. Who else am I missing? (laughs) Uh, Linda. Loving. Olivia. 
Why did I say it like that? Olivia. No, no, Olivia. Uh, strong. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> and like, I couldn't even explain why, but we won't go into it. But like, it's, yeah, that, that was so much fun. <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm trying to shake things yeah. up. Yeah, no, that was great. That was great. I, lo I love those word association games. So for me, that's like the best good time. <laughs> it would probably be better if I could remember off the top of my off head the, more than like. Right. Yeah, because I'm D thinking. Does I'm like, Jenny Boyd count? She's a beetle girl. Okay, Jenny. I mean, oh, Jenny. Ah, she's. It's weird because I, I want to say like liberated, but I, I think young would be like a great word for her because I, I actually just finished reading her memoir. Um, it's so good, by the way, like everyone should read it. But that's uh, she, Jennifer Juniper, right? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Juniper. She just every time I would like read about like just the Beatle years or whatever, I just young came to mind, like just a young free girl in the 60s. That's everything that comes to mind when I think of her. So young, I would say, is like the best association with her. Okay, I've, I've come up with two more. Okay. Frida. Liverpudlian. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. She's such a Liverpudlian. I love her. <laughs> and I've I've forgotten the other one. <laughs> um, Thank you for this game of word yeah, association. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> Ah, so I'm going to hit you with a big, broad question. Cool. Go for it. What do the Beatles mean to you? Oh, I love this question. Um, I love asking it. I know, I know. It's like the big one. Um, they mean the world to me. Uh, they mean knowledge, as, as weird as that sounds, but they... You know, because I, I always say I wouldn't be the person I am today if it was not for the Beatles. Um, like, I would not know the people I know. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't be listening to the kind of music that I listen to. Um, I, I wouldn't have had the experiences, right, that I had. I wouldn't have gone to Europe. I wouldn't, have, you know, like, there's just so many things that it's because of them I gained so much knowledge. And I'm so thankful for that. Um and I like grew to love music even more because I liked music, but I think my love of music really started as soon as I became like a huge fan. So for me, they mean just complete knowledge and everything, definitely. Now, uh, kind of like how you said, you know, you, a, a good memory is of, you know, getting into the Beatles through the rock band game and the commercials. Do you have any other, you know, favorite Beatle memories, like moments throughout your life that kind of involve the Beatles and somehow? I mean, Liverpool, obviously, but I guess that's more like now, but... Um, that that could count, uh, too. Yeah, I mean, going to Liverpool and seeing where they, like, came from and being literally in, I like to call it, like, Beatles land, because it's yeah. literally, like, Beatles land, you know? Well, it, it's, like, Matthew yeah. Street is basically a theme park. Yeah, it really, it really is. It, it feels, though, much yeah. more authentic once you you know, go yeah. out into the rest of Liverpool. And it's That's like, this is where them. the Beatles actually came from. Oh, 100%, totally. That's, that's for me, like, I think why it's like my one of my favorite memories. And I don't know, just, um, just everything about it. But I guess also like, 
even if I didn't know them that well, I guess it was really nice when I was younger getting to listen to them with my dad and like sharing that because uh, I've had a kind of a difficult relationship with him in over the years because of the divorce and all. But I think I can always relate music with like our relationship, particularly the Beatles. And for me, that's like always that's always stayed here, like in my heart, um, even like relate. now. Yeah. even now when he calls me like he'll always mention something about the Beatles and because he's you know his favorite band is the Beatles so you know we have that connection and I think that's um for me that's like those great memories definitely yeah it's now, now I'm just thinking about Liverpool and for some reason <laughs> yeah. one thing just yeah. makes me mad about Matthew Street the fact yeah. that it's you know Beatle theme park uh the Cavern Club is not even the original Cavern Club I know, I know. It's and I still have... fun. You go down and it's like, oh, it's yeah. like the Cavern Club. But right. it was, you know, down the street. Right, right. It, and I have to I have to explain that to people. It's the funniest thing because they're like, oh, my God, you've been to the Cavern? And I'm like, yeah. I've been to a place called the Cavern yeah. made of some yeah. of the original bricks. Right, like, right. Exactly. It, it's not like I went to the Caspa Club, which is <laughs> right. still the actual Caspa. No, which... Which, like, by the way, it needs to get some more, like, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, n- not notoriety, because it's very, not- you know. Publicity? But it talk- yeah, it needs to be talked about more. I feel like that's, you know, because that's a, a pretty, like, you know, important place, you know, in a lot of ways. But Well, the, the whole thing's uh, managed by, by the best family. Yeah. And uh, I know Pete's, Pete's brother, Rogue, is Rogue. doing a lot of, you know, cool things with the place. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And I, I should also say, like, um, Pete Best, right? And just in general, um, it's great because he and Cynthia were actually, like, really, really friendly. And it's always wonderful because, like, Rogue, kind of on every sort of her birthday or the anniversary of her passing, he'll always post on Twitter, like, you know, remembering the lovely Cynthia Lennon Powell. It's, it's great. But yeah, the Bests are, the Bests are really great people. And I, 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 I don't know, I'm kind of over people, like, being like, Pete, the horrible drummer that you know it shouldn't have even been there i'm like all right like cut him some slack y'all like it's not you know without the best family the beatles would not exist exactly because if if, uh you know all this credit to the cavern without mona best and the casbah right you know where would they have you know played where would they have practiced that's what I mean. Again, another amazing woman who like literally made Beatles history and yet no, you know, like it's, it's insane. I'll actually give you the floor here now. Uh, If there's any other, you know, people who you feel like are severely underlooked in Beatle history. Uh Mona Best, definitely. this is a, I don't know if she's underrated because most people know but like May Pang you know like you know like people know her yeah quote, but they don't at the very know. least they know about the lost weekend the lost weekend which I don't even like calling it that but for different reasons but uh, you know um because it was not a weekend it was like a year yeah and a half, years but you know I digress um but yeah no I, I'd definitely say May Pang is one of those people definitely um Chris O'Dell also. I don't know if you know Chris O'Dell. You know, yeah, yes. sure you know. um, yeah, her book is crazy, and I actually recommend everyone read it because if you ever want to know about rock stars and what kind of life they led, you know, she was there for everything. But she's um, severely underrated in Beatles history, and she was there for, like, a lot of crazy things kind of in the late 60s and early 70s, and everyone should check out her book. So her... Um, 
I guess also like Norman Smith, their first like engineer before, um, I always forget names, but Jeff Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah. Severely underrated for what he did in terms of engineering those early songs. And yeah. Well, Norman Smith, you know, underrated for so many reasons. Cause he didn't yeah. just do the Beatles. Like yeah, he yeah. did all the early pink or he did the early pink Floyd records. Right, he yeah. did, uh, one of my favorite albums, SF sorrow by the pretty things. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know the Pink Floyd stuff, but I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh man. Yeah. No, I, again, right. Like incredible people that like made history and yet like we never talk about him. It's, it's just so weird to me, but like George Martin couldn't have done what he did without his team of engineers at EMI. Right. It's insane. Even, even George Martin, I'll say is underrated. Like, yes, he's very, you know, they consider him the fifth Beatle and all that. And some people do, but, um, but even he, he is like just severely underrated in terms of what he did and all that. He's but. not underrated either, but Brian Epstein, it's, he oh deserves all the, all the rating he gets. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing. Like, I, I remember I was telling my stepdad like about Brian, cause he was, you don't know who he was, you know, he was like, oh, okay. And they probably just had some manager, whatever. But I was like, oh no, Brian Epstein, you know, like he did everything. It, they would not have. They would not have been, you know, like where they ended up if it had not been for Brian, you know, just, and I think that's why like his death was the beginning of everything just going to it shit. It crippled you know? the Beatles. Oh yeah, definitely. Ha- have you ever read the book, uh, You Never Give Me Your Money? No, but I've wanted to. It's been oh, on my to list you, forever. You have to. Okay. It's, I, I feel awful because I'm blanking on the author's name. <laughs> Peter Doggett, that's the guy. Okay. His yeah, book, yeah, yeah. it's... You know, it basically follows after the death of Brian, how oh, the Beatles kind of collapsed in their fall, and it goes through like modern day, or through oh. 2010 when the book came out. Yeah, no, it sounds wonderful, and I've been meaning to yeah. read it. It's I so do, delightfully I... like petty and sarcastic. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> like it's kind yeah. of snarky and it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like if you're gonna write about money, though, you have to be like snarky and just like really, petty. especially when it's like rock bands, right? You know, like that pettiness. But oh man, yeah, I gotta read that. I definitely. What, what's your that. favorite Beatle book? Oh, um, I'd be biased, but John by Cynthia Lennon. But no, I mean, I guess in terms. No, of... you can like, say that. Yeah, I mean, I think that to me is my favorite. But I think. Do you, Do you prefer that to the the other one she wrote? twist of lennon uh yes yes because um her first book it came out kind of when john was not kind of it came out when john was still alive so she couldn't say anything you know like you can't yeah. do anything and, and, and again that's not the type of person she was anyway because i don't know if you know but like john was gonna sue her like he was ready to do it because he heard about it you know from the press and all that but um i think i don't know if this is i've heard this from like sources but who knows how true it is but i think he might have read like some part of it and he kind of dropped his lawsuit because he knew like oh you know she's not bashing me she's just telling our story okay you know that's fine um which is like which is great because that just shows what kind of person she was right cynthia not, never seemed to you know yeah. bash or be terribly bitter towards no, no. Like I, I rarely in in all the interviews I've read and seen, she she hardly ever had even a bad word to say about Yoko. Hardly. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if anything, she's like too nice in a lot of ways. Like she's just, she she actually gives her credit in a lot of ways. You know, like there's this one part where she talks about how like 
Yoko, I think, asked Cynthia for advice on, you know, mother mothering advice, right? Like, you know, how they both had a boy and she was like, oh, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? And, you know, I just had to tell her, just give them all the love you can, you know, that's all you can do as a mom. And, and I don't know, to me, that just showed so much of like grace and humility as someone, I don't know. Like, was, was this like when, when Sean was born? It was when uh, John died. So Sean was like, I think like five. And that was, I, you know, obviously Yoko was worried, you know, how am I going to do this yeah. alone? You know? So it's, yeah, but going, I guess going back on the book thing, um, I really love the Hunter Davies biography. I think it's, I think it's just really cool and really like that was actually the first Beatle biography I read, like ever. Oh, you lucky! Life. You're lucky. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, book yeah. has been out of print in Canada for so long. Really, I like, might have to send you my copy. Take it, because honestly, okay. <laughs> like I, I I, I've been meaning to like because every time I go to the the Barnes and Noble down in the well I have been able to in over a year because the border's closed, like that book's always on the shelves, and it's yeah. like, well why why can't I get this here? Yeah yeah no I'll I, seriously I'll lend you my copy it's it's wonderful. I uh, know so you can keep it I'll I'll yeah. buy my own. Right yeah no but it it's great so that was I think for for me that's great. Um, Patty Boyd's book's also just really good in terms of like if you want to know about you know the craziness of that time and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I let, I think I think definitely Hunter Davies is is my favorite in terms of like a Beatle book because I I don't know I tend to just it's weird because I tend to know now what's kind of yeah a money grab and what isn't a money grab you know in terms of like that and I always I always make sure that the source it's coming from is someone that you know knew him and not someone that's like I'm writing a Beatle biography you know never met him but here we go if you have specific <laughs> names in mind we'll talk after the recording oh. <laughs> is done I have opinions <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. But, yeah. There, there's so a specific author that I've never, I refuse to mention on the show, and if I have to say his name, I will bleep it out, because I'm scared of that man. Oh, man. I feel like I know who you're talking about, but I won't say. I won't say. <laughs> well, you'll you'll know soon enough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. now, it's, this, this is going to be, I can tell this is going to be a spirited conversation. Woo! Now it is time. Do you know what time it is? Tell me. It's time for the quick fire questions. Oh no. The the questions that are short but the answers are not. Oh god. All right. Here's ready. here's the the question you predicted earlier in the show. What's your favorite Beatles song? Don't have one and I will never ever oh, have one. Okay, give, give me a, a lit, like a top 5. I need something like Sophie's choice how am I gonna pick you know like it's, they're just all so good okay of course I'm the walrus just because of it's you know for me um there's a leaf blower outside my house so that's fun um but Sophie's choice isn't a great metaphor because she only ended no. up with the one in the end that's right but that that's what I mean like yeah. I didn't only well okay uh, if, if we're talking about like a list okay I am the walrus like I said um tax man for sure um oh my god this is so difficult actually Why is tax difficult? man i i haven't yeah. heard that one that much like in terms yeah. of these really what 
that's probably like in my top like 10 for sure just because of how good it is and it's the opener right yeah anyway feed questions i can't i can't get off topic but okay the show is like (laughs) the show's purpose is to go off topic all right this this is the podcast (laughs) equivalent of an off-road vehicle right love that all right so i'm the walrus tax man definitely i want to hold your hand she loves you just because of its significance in terms of like how different it was for 1962 63 um if i fell i'm a loser there's i could no, go on but i could go on. <laughs> i am but that's a different story but um I, too. I mean i could go on but i i think maybe I'm just going to say I'm the walrus because of its significance. Is it like my favorite of all time? I don't know, but it's definitely like up there and it's the one that changed my life. So we're going to go with that one. That answer is acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> do, you, I, do you know where I'm going with the next question? I feel like I do. <laughs> Try it. Have it ask the question yourself if you think you know where this is going. Um, what's your favorite Beatles album? Okay. I'll just ask myself, what's your least favorite Beatles song? Uh, The Obvious, Revolution 9. Um, well, I don't even know. That, it's just not even a song. It's an art piece, but, um, oh, that's hard. I've never really thought, like, what's the worst of the, or, you know. What's a song that you're sick of that you don't want to hear? Rocky Raccoon, or I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I, I love you, Paul, but I, I can't. What is, like, I just, I can't. Um, Finally! Yeah, I can't. Do people, okay, I know people like it, but really, do people really like it? I feel like I'm the only one that's like, ugh, God, no. I, Stop. I could be mistaken, but I, yeah. I think Ken Womack likes it, but... <gasps> Why, Ken? <laughs> well, but yeah. Ken doesn't like Mr. Moonlight, so... That kind of, you know, cancels it out. Okay. That cancels yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it. It makes it worse because I love Mr. Moonlight. I love Mr. Moonlight too. Oh man, that's a it, John's. It, like, it just what? means he can't take his opinion. <laughs> you're right. Love exactly. you, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Nicole, love if you, Ken. you're Nicole, if you're <laughs> listening to this, please, you know, please, please still <laughs> allow authors you represent to come on my show. Get a lawsuit right now, just right there. <laughs> um, yeah. But oh, I guess that was a half joke, half not. <laughs> yeah, no. um, there's a good thing this isn't like a video podcast because you'd see me oh sweating bullets. Yeah, no. Here we go. Here's my lawsuit. No, just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Ken. You're good. Yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, I guess to answer your question, Revolution Nine and Rocket Raccoon, I will never ever listen to, and I for like I I can't I can't do it. <laughs> now now the question you guessed what's your favorite mm-hmm. Beatle album and remember this question is a minefield there's a yeah. correct answer so many opinions and so many correct answers and not correct answers yeah, yeah okay because you you've yeah. listened to the, there's a secret correct answer yeah for me I'm gonna say Revolver and I've always said it's yes. Revolver that's, that's um, the right answer although, although really I used to be like the most cliche and i'd be like oh sergeant pepper obviously but no revolvers 
my favorite. Now, favorite. now I feel bad. Are you just saying that because that's the secret no, answer? No. I genuinely mean it. Okay, like, good. It, people catch me listening to probably. I mean, I guess it's a tie between like. It's weird because I'll, I will love me a hard day's night. I will listen to that like nobody's business. But then you also catch me listening to Revolver nonstop. So, for me, I think like in terms of like. It's weird because I always say like Revolver sort of. I guess you could say Rubber Soul's kind of still that early Beatles sound, but like getting a little psychedelic. But I actually think Revolver's pretty pretty good with still maintaining that kind of like it, it's a early it's a good Beatles. midway point. Yeah, yeah. So for you me, you can that's hear what was, and you can hear what yeah. will be. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's like for me why it's my favorite because I think like I love Pepper, but I think it's just very like '67, and, and it's yeah. wonderful. But it's very much you know like we did LSD and everybody knows it, you know, that type of thing. To so be fair, you know, this this yeah. will get me a lot of flack. If yeah. I'm listening to an album from 1967, I will listen to The Who Sellout. You know, I, I'm going to say it. I actually don't really know a lot of The Who's music and I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to. Homework. I, I, Go I, listen to The Who Sellout. I know. I know. I'm going to. Like, like I have like three songs I like by them in my my Spotify thing, but that's about it. I don't I couldn't name any others. I, I'm like that type of a person. But, Fair enough. But, the worst but no, type yeah, of person. I know the worst. Um, but no, no, no. I get what you mean with uh, loving like another album versus because you know I mean Pepper's wonderful. Yeah. And it's, or actually, I should say I I'd prefer Magical Mystery Tour over Pepper. Really interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, it's if I want to listen to a trippy Beatles album, people are like, album. oh man, Sgt. Pepper is so psychedelic. It's not that psychedelic not really of an album. <laughs> yeah. It's more it's like not... Baroque pop than anything. That's what, and you know why? Because it's Paul's album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul with his granny songs and his harpsichords. <laughs> right. I mean, like, didn't didn't he think of it on a plane ride back from like America? No, like, Paul. A rock song can't have a bassoon. <laughs> exactly exactly but you know that's there you go. no you're right though if you are gonna listen to a trippy one it's definitely magical mystery tour that's the trippiest it will get <laughs> and uh flip side of the question what's your least favorite beatle album hmm. there's also a correct answer for this i know i know and i know which one it is but i don't know if i necessarily agree with it in a lot of ways but we'll see okay. um that's fair yeah that's you know okay are we even counting the yellow submarine thing or not because I, I don't that's the thing that's like people are like it's an album but it's not I, I mean if you can't think of any others i accept it as an answer but yeah. most of the time it's a bit of a cop-out because it's not a beatle album there's like four beatles songs on it four new beatles songs yeah. then there's yellow submarine and all you need is love from different right, albums exactly. i guess i don't necessarily i don't know if i have a least favorite because i just love all their music and that's like so uh, you have to answer but um beatles for sale i love most of the music on it but is it like my favorite that i would like constantly listen to no probably not probably not okay fair probably not but i do but but i will say it is still a good album <laughs> i think people because I've heard people say it's like the worst album they have and how could they have done something like that but it is still a good album and it's like there are a lot of great songs on it but I don't know if it's my favorite I would say that's kind of my least out of all of them and 
you know, we, we didn't even have to mention what the, the correct answer was. Because right. I've been, right. ni- like, driving that point home for 50, right. 50 no, right. all, oh, over 60 episodes now. I know, I know, I know. But Let it be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, Subliminal messaging, kids, it works. Yeah. It's not be. No, I mean, I, you know, it's weird. I think I only... For, like besides the music i think just because of the fact that they managed to even create an album at any point during that time is a milestone in itself well but the thing so is they that... didn't create an album they were they, they did a bunch of sessions that went horribly wrong they had to switch over to a different studio halfway through because right. they were they wanted to kill themselves at twickenham they went right. they went to apple they got billy preston they went up on a roof <laughs> and then they just abandoned yeah. that for like a year and then it's like, oh, we're, we, we're doing it, that movie thing that we have all this film of. I think we need some music. And so Alan Good. Klein, pause for applause. The wonderful, the wonderful Alan Klein. Yeah. Uh, called in Phil Spector and, you know, scrambled together this piece of shit. Just, I, I, I say piece of shit. <laughs> I, I really should clarify. I'm hard on these albums because I love the Beatles. That's, and that's my I, I hold I hold the Beatles to their own standard. Yeah, absolutely, and you know what? I think John would be the first one to like love you for that. He'd be like, "Thank you, thank you for calling my music the crap it is." Yeah, <laughs> he'd be so honored about that. And and last question, it, this is kind of a new quick fire question. I I only ask this on occasion. Okay, actually Ooh. two. One 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 of them's not new. Who's your favorite Beatle? John Lennon. I, I kind of guessed. Easiest answer in the world, John Lennon. Yeah, you know, it's like you're you've been asking me like, oh, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite? that's I have to think about. But like when I think favorite Beatle, yeah, jo- it's John Lennon, no question. Who's your favorite? Yeah. John Lennon. John Lennon. John Lennon. John Lennon. Of course, of course, of course, it's John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. And yeah. lastly, what mm-hmm. is your favorite Beatle movie? Mm, Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. Well, I guess, I mean, I love, like, the first U.S. Visit documentary, but, you know, I don't know if that counts as a Beatle movie, but I mean, it is. No, but but... that's that's the first time, I I think I've asked that a few times, the first time someone said the first U.S. Visit. That's my, oh, come on, that's, like, amazing. It's basically, like, the real version, it's basically the real version of A Hard Day's Night, just not as, you know, crazy in terms of what happened. That's that's why it was, it wasn't properly released in the 60s. Because, right. you know, by the time that was ready for, for TV or whatever, from the right. Maisels Brothers, Richard Lester and United Artists had already gone full right. steam ahead, making a nearly identical, you know, cinematic version of that. Oh, yeah. And I will say, again, I'm biased only because Cynthia appears, has little cameos throughout the documentary. So for me, that's just really cool to see that. Because, again, you know, she was the only, like, Beatle girl to ever tour with them at any time, you know, in that time. So... It's probably one of my favorites, but I guess like in terms of a Beatle movie, Hard Day's Night, definitely. I I love a Hard Day's Night, but I I feel like my my comfort Beatle movie that I go and watch, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't dated necessarily well, with some oh. of the uh, uh, portrayals of certain groups. Uh, yep. I love Help. I love Help. Oh, yeah. I think it's the ridiculousness yeah. of it all. That I am it, not like... what I seem. Right, right. You know, like just yeah. 
brilliant lines throughout it all. But everyone really like... laughs at Ringo's sudden apprehension. <laughs> End oh of part God. one. Intermission. I I can't part make bird two. noises. I know. Part two, and then it just yeah. comes back. It's like so British, and that's what I love about like that entire little sequence. It's just the most British thing you've ever seen. I love it. But no, I, 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 you know, it's weird. I haven't watched Help in like a really long time. It's, it's been a while. I, it's been a hot I picked time. up the, the Blu-ray a year or two ago. I, I've owned the DVD for almost, a oh God, for like 10 years now. Um, and I just wanted the Blu-ray so it would look better. I bought right. the Blu-ray at one location of a big chain here, opened it up, DVD was fucked, or the Blu-ray was fucking cracked. So I, they didn't have any left, so I had to go to a different one, got one of theirs, and I, I stood at the cashier, and I'm like, I'm just gonna make sure, and I opened it up in front of them, took the thing out, and I'm like, is it cracked? No. Okay, we're good here. You're like, thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, man. I said, I want to make sure this disc is not cracked. Yeah, you know, you don't want to go, have to go to another one just to get like, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is you're getting helped by the Beatles, which is like not like an Oscar winning film or anything. You know, it's it's the Beatles, right? No. But, but it's it's an Oscar film in my heart. So it's fine. <laughs> what do you mean? I just bought this DVD of Tommy Wiseau's The Room and it's cracked. <laughs> I need another copy now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, but you know what? The, the crossover Again, of people who listen to this show and have seen The Room is probably a lot smaller than I, th- or is probably a lot smaller than I think. Oh, yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> What's that? Have you seen The Room? I've seen it, yes, yes. Like, a while ago, but yes, I've seen it. Oh, man. But yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I gotta get back to watching Help. It, it's just been a hot minute. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. It's it's weird. Like I love it, but it's also like the one that I watched like the least of. Obviously, I've actually seen Magical Mystery Tour more than Help, which says something about me. I don't know, but I had the DVD of Magical Mystery Tour. I had to throw it away. Uh, actually, no, I didn't throw it. Away. I lost it. But it was the first time I put it on. It was the first time I saw it. That scene with John shoveling spaghetti. I just got oh, up, God. turned off my DVD player and threw up oh. and then I oh, yeah. never put that DVD on again <laughs> <laughs> that's what like the demon in your room looks like you know when you like open your yeah. eyes that's what John it's shoveling John- spaghetti John Lennon's- <laughs> John Lennon shoveling spaghetti just you know crazily that, that's like- as, as the kids these days would say that's my sleep paralysis demon demon yeah because remember, yeah. I'm a podcast host, but I'm also a member of Gen Z. <laughs> I'm 22, but I will still, I will still be like that Gen Z kid in my mind. But yeah, um, yeah no, and I feel like that's like you want to know. Well, you're still, being you're still Gen Z. I mean, yeah, I was born or, in '98. Mean, sorry, Gen Z. Yeah, it works. I, yeah. I was born in '98. It's fine. You, yeah. know. you, you still fall in the time frame. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But now I turn it over to you. Where can people oh. find you in your show? Okay. So my show, like was mentioned, is the She Loves You podcast. I'm currently on iTunes or um, Apple Apple Podcasts. What a, the, the Apple thing. You know. The I, I know thing. the struggle. The big Apple. Yeah. 
Um, but not not, not the not the not the main Apple. The other right. the the copyright infringing Apple. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify Podcasts. So you can find me on there. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to get on like other platforms right now, but for now, you can find me on those two things and my page, Cynthia Lennon Daily on Instagram. It's fun. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Message me whenever. And now I have to give my little spiel, which I hate doing because there's a lot of words and I have to remember them all. <laughs> all right. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, which a lot of you seem to do, uh, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't subscribed already. And you know what? Ding that little bell notification icon so you get notified every time I post a new video, which I post other things there, too, that aren't fans on the run. And so you'll be the first to know along with everyone else who just coincidentally happens to be on my page at the same time. But that's besides the point. Um, if you're not streaming this and you want to be streaming this, we're available everywhere, pretty much. You know, your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts, your Stitchers, your Podbays, your Podbeans, your Pod Pod Pods. I, any website with the word pod, I'm probably on because my, distri my distribution website thing just signs me up for all this stuff like iheartradio.com like okay i guess i'm there too um yeah follow follow the social medias fans on the run podcast on facebook and instagram uh, fans on the run pod on twitter which is kind of derelict because i don't like twitter but i'm quite active on instagram so you can see all the cool artwork i do for the shows over there including the the early Beatles inspired cover for this episode. Any comments on that cover? Uh, I love it so far. It's wonderful. Uh, I, I don't know. It's always like cool to think like a Beatles photograph that you're in, right? Like time travel. Yeah. Uh, which I still hope to one day actually accomplish because I need to, I need to see them at least once in concert, even if I can't hear it. As one of my fellow countrymen, Justin Bieber once said, Never say never. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm taking to my heart right now. Never say never. Well, Natalia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. This has been like the best hour and like 14 minutes of my life. So this is wonderful. Not well, ever. Just I guess ever in general. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this has been so much fun. And honestly, it's been great because I haven't had guests on the podcast yet. And I guess this is your podcast, but I like to think of it as like we're both having a mutual conversation. Exactly. It's, it's not just my show. Yeah. It's a it's a conversation. I, I barely yeah, yeah, yeah. consider these things interviews because it's it's <laughs> right, just right. a stream of consciousness. Yeah. And that's that's the way I do mine, too. Like, I will just do stream because, you know, I've actually I went back and forth. I was like, I have to do sort of a format. It's got to be like there's this. too many shows that just, you know, are too structured and or structured at all. Yeah, where, no, where are the I'm rebels just, even me exactly exactly i love me some stream of consciousness <laughs> oh but thank you and to everyone else out there thank you for listening you can go home now fans on the run is produced by ethan alexander additional voiceovers by richard Phillip. this has been a showtown production